Good jobs, quality jobs. We still have so much to do for women's rights. For the parents to go to work, you need good childcare. We will not have a successful recovery if we leave social rights. Reinventing our way of building and living. It is our right. Hello, and welcome to Eurofan Talks. This is Eurofan's new podcast series where we will be tackling key topics relevant for what it means to be living and working in Europe today. My name is Mary McCaughey. I'm Head of Communication here at Dublin in the tripartite EU agency, which is mandated to provide knowledge on social, work and employment related issues for Europe's policymakers. Over the next period, I will be talking to a wide range of experts, exploring the critical issues on the EU and national agenda, discussing how they affect our individual lives and work, and examining what can be done to shape a better future for us all. So, today's podcast looks at one of the key topics on the EU agenda. We call it sustainable work. For this, I'm joined by our resident expert and guru on this topic and head of the Working Life Unit here at Eurofan, Barbara Gershenberger. Guten Morgen, Barbara. Hello, Mary. So, Barbara, welcome uh, today to talk about sustainable work. You'd agree, not entirely intuitive as a term. Can you make it a little bit easy for us? What, in fact, does the concept of sustainable work actually mean? Well, the concept is actually relatively close uh, to the idea of environmental sustainability. There, when we think about environmental sustainability, it's about not using today's resources to the extent that tomorrow we will no longer be able to live on this planet. So if you now apply this to the world of work, then we say that the working and the living conditions, and then we have these two levers or these mm. two parts, the working and the living conditions have to be such that they support people in engaging and remaining in work, not only today, but throughout an extended working life. So if we want to put it slightly differently, we need to make it possible for the needs of the present worker to be met without compromising his or her ability to engage in work in the future. And that's what we call making work sustainable over the life course. Okay, but that's an interesting idea of the two levers. One is essentially about adapting working conditions so that the working conditions and the context for the worker responds to the needs of the worker. And then the other is in fact adapting the worker in a way that they are primed and ready to respond to the work and the labour market environment. That's exactly right. And this idea of working conditions being adapted, that's where the concept of job quality comes in. And in Eurofound, we are very certain that job quality is not just one thing. It's not just a well-paid job. Job quality has different dimensions, which also means that we have different possibilities uh, to improve uh, job quality. We could improve working time quality. We could reduce work intensity, which would be good. We could improve the possibilities for using skills, for developing skills. <laughs> 
So specifically, these are the kind of elements that you're looking at in the work context to change or adapt so that we can make the work environment more sustainable. In terms of the life and the, the other lever, if you like, what are we looking at there? Well, one important aspect there is, of course, to make it possible to combine non-work responsibilities with work. And when we think about non-work responsibilities, we mainly think about care responsibilities, either for children or increasingly also for uh, elderly parents uh, or people with disabilities, etc. So you could argue that providing a good care infrastructure, that's a measure we can take in the area of the life domain to improve the availability for work. Because if as a mother of a young child or uh, a father of uh, school-aged children, there is a possibility for care in good quality and affordable for uh, these children, then my availability to work full-time and to concentrate fully on my job is much better than if this care infrastructure does not exist. So in fact, I mean, we are talking about skills and mapping those skills onto the, the requirements. But you and I, the skills that we had when we came into the working environment 20, 30 years ago are largely redundant now. And to keep older workers like I suppose yourself and myself in the workplace in a way that we are useful and relevant and that we feel motivated to continue, uh, that requires quite a change in mindset and in terms of policy, doesn't it? Mary, are you in, uh, trying to say that uh, as older workers, we need to, uh, to improve our skills? We are absolutely in this category. And yes, that is an issue that uh, skills requirements change. And again, if we have the wrong set of skills, then the labor market will not provide the possibility to work. So again, there is this uh, issue of, of providing a good match. And that requires continuous upskilling, openness, to um, improve your skills, but then of course also uh, the availability of training and um, employers, for example, companies making an offer to workers to improve uh, uh, skills on a continuous basis. So we've talked about skills, we've talked about training, um, but I suppose coming back to the care aspect, and you and I are also speaking from a position where perhaps personally we are beyond the child rearing phase to, to a greater or a lesser degree, um, but we have been there. What do you think the younger generation are experiencing? Do you think it's easier now than it was before? To some degree, it is, or you, we could argue it should be for the simple reasons that, for example, the right for taking leave, maternity leave, parental leave, uh, leave when a child is sick, these provisions have generally improved. So there is more possibility, more rights to uh, to do that. I would also argue that companies have become much more aware of the need to make it possible to combine care responsibilities with work. So there are a lot of sometimes even rather small company level practices that really help. Just to give you one example, because we know that it is a key element for combining work and care responsibilities better for achieving better work-life balance. And that would be the possibility to take an hour or two off from work on short notice because the kindergarten calls a uh, child is sick, needs to be pick up, picked up. A parent who can uh, quickly do this will report a much better work-life balance and find it much easier to combine care and work than somebody who cannot do that. 
On the other hand, however, what we also see is that the division of care work between men and women is unfortunately something, the very unequal division, is unfortunately something that has not changed. And data from uh, how work and care was shared during the pandemic now confirms this. There is no big shift. And of course, if the responsibility to take care of children still remains mainly with mothers, not with fathers, then the theoretical possibility to take leave uh, and to stay with children and to reduce working time is remains theoretical. It's then mainly women who take this up with all the potential disadvantages that they then might experience in their careers and when it comes to progression. So, Barbara, are you actually saying that, that gender still in this day and age when we have more women at work than ever before, where we've greater access to child and other care services, where there's a greater share of domestic responsibilities between men and women in the home. And yet we're still saying that gender remains the critical issue at play here. Maybe not the critical issue, but a critical issue, definitely. Well, we all know, I think, about the segregated labor market that we find uh, women concentrated in specific sectors and specific occupations. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's only around 40% of occupations where you see a balance between male and female workers to a 40, 60 degrees uh, kind of balance. And all the others are either male or female uh, dominated with female dominated sectors very often in the lower wage segments of the labor market compared to male dominated sectors. So yes, from a labor market uh, perspective, there is still a large degree of segregation. And even when it comes to issues around job quality, the job quality experienced by men and women is different. It doesn't always mean that men experience better job quality. There are a few dimensions, for example, exposure to physical risks, which where men fare worse than women. Uh, but then there are other um, areas, for example, pay and career opportunities, progression and, and prospects, where women do fare worse than men. So also in the area of job quality, there are still big, big differences between men and women, and very often to the detriment of women. That's very worrying, really, Barbara, because it would seem that a lot of progress has been made. We've closed a lot of the gender gaps, but plus ça change when it comes to gender uh, inequalities. But just to come to the end here in terms of the longer term sustainable aspect of sustainable work, looking at COVID and the pandemic and the way it has changed the way that we work, the way men and women experience uh, work, remote working, the increase of flexible working time, etc. Um, how do you see that as having impacted on the sustainable work concept, debate, development? I think uh, the pandemic has really, uh, to some degree, led to a change in the attitude towards work. Uh, First and foremost, I think this idea that there has to be a balance between work and life has been was confirmed and has become even stronger during the pandemic. Maybe also because we have experimented with a new form of organizing work that allows a better balance between work and life, and that is remote working. There are also risks included there, but overall we can say that the possibility to, remo uh, to work at least some of the, the time remotely from home gives 
uh, workers a better uh, possibility to balance work uh, and life. But I think attitudes towards work have also changed in the sense that people will want uh, and are looking for more meaningful work. And that, again, is a part of job quality. Going home with a feeling of work well done, going home with a feeling what I have done today has helped, has made a difference, is a very, very important of uh, aspect of job quality. Good. Thank you, Barbara. At the end of each of these Eurofound talks, we, we sort of turn to the expert and I ask you to talk to me in three. So can you give me uh, three of the key takeaway points that you would make to policymakers on the issue of sustainable work, which could lead to actual improvement in this area for the next generation? job quality matters. If we want to people want people to engage in work, we have to offer good quality jobs. That's my first point. The second point then is probably around gender equality. As we have just discussed, we are not there yet. Uh, again, a lot of improvement, but still a need to especially tackle the highly unequal division of unpaid care work between men and women, between fathers and mothers mainly, that needs to be addressed. The third point is that we need to keep an eye on how new forms of employment are developing. There are new forms, take the example of platform work, that form of employment that um, attracts quite a bit of attention uh, these days. And we need to understand that job quality, employment quality in these new types of employment can be different from what we experience in and see in our standard types of employment. Okay, thank you, Barbara. That makes sense. We've covered a wide range of issues to do with living and working conditions at EU level, national level, company level, uh, but you've managed to distill that to the three job quality, gender equality, and tackling the issues raised by the new forms of employment that we are looking at today. Thank you, Barbara. Always a pleasure. And thanks to our listeners also. Feel free, of course, to comment or question or query anything that you've heard today. You can find us online at hashtag Eurofantalks. You can also find us, of course, on our website, where you can find all the information on sustainable work on our topic pages. Tune in also to our next podcasts, which will cover the future of Europe and the challenges that we're facing. And our another podcast, which will look at the specific issues which are facing young people today. Until next time, when Eurofan talks to you. Good jobs, quality jobs. We still have so much to do for women's rights. For the parents to go to work, you need good childcare. We will not have a successful recovery if we leave social rights. Reinventing our way of building and living. It is our right 